Welcome to the Arlanders Podcast. Arlanders Podcast is here to shed light on all things business in the outdoors. My name is Jaime, and I'm with my good amigo. Kingston. What's up? <laughs> all smooth intro Kingston. on that one. My name is Kingston. All right. This one, I think we're going to go a little bit more on like the business side of things. Yeah. Our business hats on. Maybe a little Some, on the creative side. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, we're just going to riff about the uh, offered, you know. Industry. Industry in general. Yeah, where we see it headed. Because this year there's like a good amount of stuff happening now that people are going back to, you know, normal life, I guess. Normal or whatever. Scene. Yep. A little bit. A little bit of normalness. Kind of. People are just, <laughs> Shadow, that Shadow's, Shadow's also Shadow's upset about COVID. the industry. <laughs> He's pissed on the industry, dude. So mad about it. <laughs> but I think uh, this year or last year and this year and the year before that, dude, the the industry has been booming. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one thing that I was pretty surprised about. Yeah, like seeing like just and hearing of companies just doing. Just like really, really well. Yeah, and just pushing themselves to, I think, to certain limits. Like I feel like a lot of businesses that I saw were really kind of strapped and like trying to keep themselves in like a confined box. So like this is what we do. We're gonna do it really well. Yeah. And I saw a lot of businesses in like our industry just go like, we're gonna just full send. Start trying to produce more, buy mm-hmm. bigger spaces put more money into development there's a lot of new companies a lot of tons of new companies new new products companies going from like uh international coming to united states because our industry was doing so well so now we have a lot of more wholesalers doing stuff now yeah um so i guess like what we're trying to figure out is like where do we see the industry headed now because this happens to many industries when kingston was growing up and even when i was growing up skating boomed yeah. Like the whole Blink-182 era, you know? Sure, yeah. That shit was like, if you skated, that was cool. Yeah. And like... And a lot of stuff came from a CCS. Oh my God, oh, I used dude. to love looking at those Remember mail, mail little, order things. Oh, <laughs> I would circle stuff as if I was going to just drop 300 bucks at yeah, like 13 like, years old. When it, like, like I had money, but yeah. Damn, you just threw it back. I used to love getting those mail orders. <laughs> And you would get lots of like brands were like the coolest thing ever because they had all the t-shirt, all the graphics. Oh yeah, and it was like just. I mean, like, remember like the the J.C. Penny, um, like uh, Christmas booklet. Like that was like this thick. It was like super was it like thick. a catalog. Yeah, I don't think I got. I don't remember those. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, it was just crazy to think that everything was printed like that, and yeah. then you would order it. Um, you know, via mail or there was uh, whatever. That's I think that was like catalogs were still a thing. It's yeah. so funny because like I don't do many retailers now. I and do. You we, don't send out catalogs, right? No, I I don't like doing catalogs. But with like seal stuff, I've done catalogs just because it's retail driven. Yeah. Um, but I'll just make like I'll just print like two. But some companies, when I used to work at a the footwear company, they would just print like thousands and like catalogs send them out into the world oh yeah well i mean i guess that's the way of like your portfolio in a way for yeah. clothing yeah Goes for they want to they want to get that wholesale because that's back then i would assume that that's how they made money is wholesale versus direct to consumer yeah there wasn't really i don't even think there was direct direct to consumer no not at all actually so, so there was skate uh surfing surfing was huge too i'm not zero 
info on surfing. Well, okay, so I think it was like that whole action sports world because when yeah, skating yeah. was sick, surfing was like also at its in its heyday with like lost surfboards. Um, Quicksilver was obviously still popping. Like huh. there was brands that just like everyone wanted to be wearing some logo that represented like skate or surf culture. You yeah, that see that's interesting because out. Here, it probably was like that out here. Yeah, big time. But East Coast, it was skate. It was like, yeah, skate, or like, like for me, it was BMX stuff. BMX was with, big, and then, yeah, and then the yeah popular, I guess, stuff. Yeah, that was at the time. That's like action sport. Remember when X Games? Do you ever go to? Yo, X I Games? love X Games. No, oh, I was never able was to go. So I used to go almost every year when I was a kid because it was at the Home Depot Center. Oh yeah, see, you guys always got like the. I feel like more of like that stuff where I was at, there's nothing. Southern California like, was the hub for action sports. Yeah. Not, not where I'm from. <laughs> Kingston's New Hampshire. He's just looking like, at CCS. Like, I'm just watching yeah. it on, on TV. <laughs> yeah. You, that well, but then you, people in New cool, Hampshire is, who spent money too to buy all this stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean like, yeah, we had like this skate shop called red alert. Uh huh. It's still, I think it's still around. That's cr- skate shops. That was like the steez. And everyone then. wanted to work there. And like, we even had a snowboard shop too. I, yep. I forget what the name was. My, I think my brother worked there for a hot second Uh huh. and it was so small, but I mean, it was, it was, but everything, that was everything like, yeah, everything like that. Like those kind of culture things were like, so small and close knit it's so funny and that's like the community would only shop there like for back to school or like buy their complaints sure, yeah. or whatever was like dax remember yeah. that movie i was telling you about recently mid 90s yeah such a good movie yeah that yeah. was like a throwback to like, that was skate good shops. it made you yeah it gave you all kinds of feels so so, so well, <laughs> all the feels just coming out right now you're gonna cry uh no okay. maybe yeah, maybe later okay so <laughs> i think what i'm trying to figure out is like if if this is like the heyday, is this the heyday for the off-road market? Is this oh, the heyday totally. for like the camp overland market right now? 100%. Damn. It's like this is we're we're reaching the peak, I think. It's COVID really um I think it I, in a way shortened the life of it. Mm-hmm. In a way because uh if you look at overland okay, so if you go to if you went to Overland Expo in 2019, tiny. It was no, it wasn't No, 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 tiny. I'm sorry. The one before that was tiny. No, no, they're they're pretty, they're okay. Like it, the one I went to was pretty big. Did you go to west or east? West, yeah. And then, then, then last year, obviously no, no expo. expo. But then this year, I I'm I predict, and since they they delayed it till you know basically fall almost, mm-hmm. that there's gonna be just so many people gonna end up going. Yeah, because Utah, uh, like on my wedding day, lifted the mask mandate. Oh, they did. Yeah, no way. So Utah is open. Nevada is open, um, like fully open June first. How do you pronounce do you Nevada? Pre- Nevada. Nevada. I thought it was Nevada. Nevada ne- or Nevada. Nevada? Huh. I don't know. That's crazy. Nevada. Both at the mask mandate and the fact that you pronounce it Nevada. Yeah. So <laughs> these, states, these states are opening and they like Arizona for sure is probably like, like coming up next to any time now. hundred percent. Um, and then you have like Texas and Florida that's been open and had zero issues with it, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know who, who knows what the real information is, but, I, but like, 
my point is, is that people have been cooped up all, all, all for a year and you know, there's new people getting into the industry and then they have like these three big overland events. It's like overland expo mountain is first. Now it's that's in Colorado, which, mm -hmm. I, which I'll be at. And then overland expo uh, West, which is in Arizona. That one's my favorite. That's the one I've been to. Yeah, that one, that's, that's like the main event. And then that's, uh, the month after I believe in yeah. September. Um, and so, then, and then you have over on Expo East, uh, like about two weeks after West. Yep. So yeah, look at 22,000, like 22,000 people yeah. at 2019. So, so 2019 was the first year I went and this is when it was like, obviously the market was definitely like taking, it was, it was like a ticking time bomb, like ready yeah. to explode. And in a good way, like all those pop people off. not wear a mask. Yeah, this is crazy. Idiots. You probably just, just see me back here just trying to get free beer from a booth somewhere. Uh, I saw you that time. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was cool. But 22,000 22, guests walked through the gates to just to take it all in. Yeah, um, it was cold. But what I'm trying to figure out is from 2018, what there, there was a 30% increase in event exhibitors from 2018. Yeah, there so you that's, go. That's 30, but only exhibitors. So it just shows you how many brands... Yeah. Also wow, came into the picture. from 2018 to 2019. In one year, 30% increase. That's yeah. freaking crazy, dude. Yeah. You know who we should have is um, uh, Jessica from from Lodge. They, they're the ones oh, who Lodge put Enterprise? On, yeah, or Lodge... Uh, Enterprise. Is it Enterprise? Yeah, yeah. They, did, they do all the, the adventure, whatever, expos and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so they do... Um, they're going to have... And then, then they have one in Utah on... And, on june 25th yeah it's called adventure expo i think that's the one they had in costa mesa too yeah so um there so four wheeler did a did an event with them in costa mesa mm -hmm. super cool and then they're basically turning that i think that was called adventure expo right yeah yeah so they're going to basically take that and put it in utah um i don't think four wheeler is a part of this one no but, um so they're gonna have that june 25th uh, which I think I'm going to go. She, she told me to swing by, but like, yeah, we could, like, that'd be a great person to talk to because like they're seeing like spikes, just spikes everywhere. Just, yeah. Everything. Which is what this guy just cruising with I the know. fridge. Dometic. They, all these guys just spending it's thousands a great place of to dollars. buy stuff. It is. The crazy part though is deals. nothing is freaking, I mean, it is, but it's also not cheap. This market is just insanely cool. Yeah. But it's all gadgets and they're all priced at premiums and people are interested to buy it. So it's like, it's well, a lucrative no, market. No taxes. Yeah. So I think, um, if we saw that from 2019, from 2018 to 2019, I'm curious to see once 2020 rolls around, 21. obviously, well, yeah, then it was, it was flat yeah, line yeah. for events, but the industry in it itself, which is e-com specific brands, popping up brands, making stuff like, that didn't slow down. Well, if it's 30% from 2018, it's 2019, an, and, and it was 30, let's say it's 30% from 2019 to 20, 60%, 60%. So that means it'd be like a hundred, a hundred thousand, uh, in, in attendance. And they were pretty maxed out in that freaking area too. And that's where it is this year. Yeah. I don't They, they could, they could grow into it a little bit. Yeah. There was definitely limiting space, but yeah. they could grow into it. That's crazy. But what's, what's crazy is if, if it's, if it's fully open and there's no cap on people, yeah, it's going to be wild. Yeah. 
I, I think it's, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Okay. And so if you go to Overland Expo West, yeah. my truck is going to be in the Rigid Industries booth. And the Easy Supplies booth. Crazy. Oof. <laughs> so you just going to double up? <laughs> just double up. All right. Just share that. I don't think Albert knows that. <laughs> Sorry, Albert. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I do see this kind of the heyday, but I, at the same time, I don't. I still think we're pretty early on because in 20, let's say 2012, no, that's 2012. Yeah, 20, yeah, 2012 yeah. off and then after, that's when like the outdoors became trendy in general. So like 2012. REI started booming. That was reaching like the younger demographic, the the, the college kids, because that's when I was going into college is 2012. Yeah. And so, and that's when like Polar popped off. Um Danner Danner boots, like just a bunch of brands that were like kind of older or new and just became like cool again, right? And then REI had record numbers. But overlanding wasn't a thing. It was just like car camping. Yeah, REI is starting to kind of like just touch on the over, over, you know, overlanding in quotations. Yeah. You know, they basically just carry the fridge and tent rooftop tents, I think. Yeah. For the most part, to be specific. I think they're pretty late to the game, though, dude. I think if I was already, they they should have hopped on that shit like five years ago. Yeah. But they, I don't know, they they might have politics where they might not like, you know, because there's there's outdoor groups that do not like the, no, that don't like the the vehicle-based, like, outdoors stuff. They're more of like backpacking yeah that kind of vibe so, um but yeah so i don't i think so coming maybe back to trying it, to like you know balance it balance it out yeah. yeah so 20 like let's say 2012 is when it popped off and there was the outdoor trends the cooler brands coming in like more of the vintage brands becoming cool again yeah that's when like topo popped up and topo is like huge now yeah they're cool they're cool and um so I think for like the overland market or like this more like car camping culture, if 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 it's 2012 and it's still doing well for outdoors and now this is like a new layer to the cake, I think it's pretty it's pretty fresh right now. Yeah, it totally could be. And then, you know, we had the episode of of electric cars and they're getting into it. So if if like that, I guess that adds into the time frame, yep. um, like how people are going to be enjoying the outdoors in different ways. Yep. If car companies are creating, I mean, these companies have tons of marketing dollars and they see that putting a rooftop tent is like the most viable thing to market the vehicle right now for a launch. Like that, if that doesn't tell you something about the industry, like that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well that that adds into a point where, um, it's more accessible with different vehicles yeah 100 so like you got soup all like the subaru people mm-hmm. and like shit like even I've, i saw a rav4 with a rooftop tent and and the, if they're lighter then yeah. any, basically any car can nothing wrong the, with that, it this is this is a, this could be another episode Uh-oh. take a note here we go what is overlanding because like <laughs> that's, that's i saw this on a, yeah i know it's a loaded question so the the i saw a question on a facebook group uh-huh and um there's a lot of interesting remarks on it but basically you know it's like is it just car camping you know in a way but regardless of that's actually we should do an episode on that it is car camping but like what what i'm saying is like if it's accessible to anyone yeah and you want to just like you don't want to bring a freaking ground tent 
it's basically like let's throw a tent on the roof yeah and if you're going you know for you know four or five weeks out of your summer yeah you just take it off okay so i just had a thought and before i forget it i don't want like i'm not trying to dog on anyone but i think why people hate on the word overlander or think it's overused is exactly yeah. why the industry is doing well because back then everyone dressed like a surfer or a skater and that's what made the industry pop because everyone wanted to look like it so now you have car camping but no one wants to say i'm a car camper like i'm an overlander yeah so i buy all the products to fit into that culture sure yeah and that's because now it's becoming a cult a collective culture like surfing and skating and bmxing but people love to be part of a community yeah and yeah. so overlanding never it's had using, its... it's using that term to create that community yeah so there's nothing wrong with it but no. the uh, like the actual hardcore surfer like let's just say um jamie o'brien right he's like surfer through and through but he doesn't like the stigma, right? I don't think he like he wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm a surfer all the time. Surf, 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 surf. He's just like, I surf. Like, he doesn't need to fit into a lifestyle. He yeah. just is the lifestyle. That's what, yeah, yeah. Does that sound super kooky? I don't know. I don't even know. I couldn't. I don't even know who the, who it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we had someone else that knew the fuck that you're talking about, it'd probably be better. I have Jack in the back, and I need a thumbs up from him if that was kooky or not. I got a thumbs up, so we're good. Apparently. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that's exactly it, though. It's uh, people want to be part of it. It's giving it a label. Yep. And as much as like. People were all about not having labels and stuff. It's like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's what, what it sells. Would fit into. Yeah, people love being part there's of nothing, the. And there's nothing wrong with that community either, because like, it's like I did BMX because I didn't want to play sports. Yeah. And you know, I didn't call myself a BMXer or whatever the word may be, but yeah. Um, but that's what I did, and that's who I hung out with. Yeah. Um, I never. Yeah. I don't think I ever got involved into something extremely like i never considered myself like a dirt biker or yeah a same, same. I, surfer like, or i a ride skater. dirt bikes but i there's no way i would consider myself a like a person that is like dirt biker like no i don't know but I don't, that's, even, I don't even consider myself an overlander what no you're an overlander <laughs> he literally on the back on his license plate if you guys ever look closely it says i overland and then it has at roaming law so does it? No. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. I don't, but like, I, I, in the, yeah, I don't know. Even when people ask me like what easy supplies, like, oh, what do you guys sell? I, I say, I do say car camping off road. Yeah. Cause I, I think if I say, oh, we're like an overlanding company, it doesn't like, doesn't it's kind of like kooky. Vibe, right? Yeah. You don't want to, I don't want to. It's just like a, the, the reason why I think it, it feels weird is because the, word is comes from like you know the people in australia or south africa that are like serious legit yeah you know and that's where that's where i guess it would technically come or whatever it comes from wherever but yeah but overlanding is just like to me vehicle based oh let's look this shit up real quick let's see the actual definition yeah, the, of gonna, overlander <laughs> over this, this episode's gonna be both things definition the definition of overlanding or look up the Wikipedia one because it actually was pretty good. I looked it up the other day. Um, Where is this shit? On Wikipedia? Yeah, right there. Overlanding. Okay. 
Everyone ready for this? Overlanding is a self-reliant overland travel to remote destinations where the journey is the principal goal. Typically, but not exclusively, it is accomplished and mechanized off-road capable transport from bicycles to trucks, yeah. where the principal form of lodging is camping, often lasting for extended lengths of time, month to year, and spanning international boundaries. Yeah. So I think here, here, like... This is where the difference between American and international is the month to years that's exactly what i was gonna say because like because like, essentially we're just driving on yeah, paved roads to yeah. a campsite so it's like we're like it's the industry is like halfway there but it's like a half cook thought but the problem is is that america doesn't really allow you to just like do these like crazy off-road like off-road only like excursions you know what i mean yeah you're going to probably drive through someone's like private property or something. But well, most of it's highway. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's the, the, you know, structure of the, the freeways are for is to get places quicker. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just traveling via vehicle and where, where that journey is, is the main, you know. It's also the terrain. Like sometimes we'll, like the videos that we'll watch where you're saying uh, four by four. Yeah. Like they're extremely difficult terrain in most times. Sure. Yeah. And then, then that then you're talking like what's rock crawling and like what's like these like jeep trails yeah. versus like fire roads and all that. So do you think what's your what's your uh, consensus? Do you think that overlanding in this whole market is like new, or do you think it's in oh, the heyday right now? Yeah, I guess after talking a bit, I, I guess it is pretty new. Yeah. Because over, overlanding as a word didn't really come to America until like. Like, you know, in a mainstream sense, like a f maybe three, four, five years ago. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's still pretty new. Yeah. Car camping and car camping's always been a thing, like building yeah. out your truck. And like I did, just... I did all that before I even knew that it was like considered anything that it was. I think then people get mad because they're like, well, then you're trying to make a thing that's not really a thing, but it's, it's like, that's just part of the industry. Yeah. Like you, you have to put some type of, that's what why people hate business though because everyone the businesses just want to try to monetize everything you can yeah but the like you can't blame businesses for doing that because no. that's what that's how business is born is because <laughs> they want to make money off of a freaking of an industry well yeah what's the community they're serving and what's the best way they can do it you yeah know? that's like for me i create content or like actually you know i've been trying to get away from the word content um, content's kind of lame huh like i'm a content like, creator so yeah it's so washed out too yeah i feel that's a whole other thing but like uh i create videos and photos for outdoor and mainly in an off-road or overland sense right yeah and that's i like i'm making a profit off of that so but you also like, live it. You're not kooking it either well yeah but i'm just but it's like that's that's my main focus so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, is that bad to take advantage of like that? Okay. So I actually, that's a really, really good point. It's like the taking advantage part here. We're getting into a whole different can of worms because now I'm going to throw another industry in the mix that recently has this whole thing is fishing. Okay. Fishing was always like the salty old man kind of like, mindset right yeah like no one fishing necessarily wasn't like cool it wasn't like, it was like a pastime of past, like exactly yeah. like the salty dudes here that fish in like san pedro or wherever sure and then 
it became a cool thing. Like there was brands that branded it really well and it coincided with uh, surfing. So then the brand Salty Crew came alive and mm. Matt Hueys. And it was just like a thing that's like, let's go fishing and with the boys. And it's like a whole vibe. And then it became cool. Right. So then now you see it in surf shops, you in Southern California, people call themselves fishermen. It's a cool, cool thing. Right. Yeah. So now is it, it's not, not cool. And these brands like the Mad Huey, Salty Crew, even like a local brand here, Haggard Pirate, like there's brands that actually live these things. Yeah. But then there's the people that take advantage of it, that make mm. it, un, it makes it like, it leaves people with a bad taste. Yeah, it's yeah. like kooky and it's that. like fly by fly by night brands that just throw like a tuna on a shirt and try to call themselves like a fishing brand. So I can see it with like Overland. It's already throwing a bad taste in my mouth with brands because it's like they just put like a Land Cruiser on a shirt and they call themselves like an off road brand. But I'm yeah. like, do they live it? Like, who are these guys? What's your yeah. story? Do they yeah. actually give anything back to the community? But it's like then who like who's the like overarching power that's saying that it's kooky or not the community yeah i guess so the community is like who is like like giving them the thumbs up or thumbs down yeah yeah i guess so yeah i don't know because if you were a content creator right for sure and you didn't live you like lived you claimed you lived i just did it on like like it's like as if but that's the thing is like i i i go at it as an authentic outlook of it right you and, take your truck and go and shoot. Yeah, and camp. but there's but you, but like someone could totally hire someone like like with a truck. Yeah, and like if I didn't if I didn't have a truck and I didn't have anything, I just I just did work in L.A. Yeah, and I was like, and then a client was like, "Can you formulate you know this. formulate it?" Yeah, could do that too, because that's what like a photographer does. They hire the talent, find the vehicle, yeah. do all. Yeah, well they. Technically, a photographer doesn't do the, like it does. They, yeah, you. It's like creative director and photographer. But the point is, is that you can formulate that outcome even if you don't do it. Yeah. And and then you have a brand like LL Bean, right? And they want that outlook. We've for talked that, like, about that in past episodes, though. Remember community, um, how to find your niche and serve them well. That yeah. Episode. We talked about all the excursions that we do yeah, and the content that we get from them. They're not forced, but it's some shit that you would see like a Eddie Bauer LL Bean pay thousands of dollars to be a yeah. part of because they're like, that looks like a cool lifestyle. We want to be a part of it. Sure, all you have to yeah. do is throw they're money buying, at they're it. They're buying into it. And they're it. buying the lifestyle. But is that wrong? I don't know. I think it's kind of lame. Yeah. Because it's like they're taking away from people where... like you and I that like that's our, like that's how we survive. Yeah, we yeah. like sell the lifestyle that we're living and we're the selling less... the product to keep living your, the lifestyle. But your point of view would change if they hired you. LL Bean. Yeah. If LL Bean came to me and did the same shoot and it would offer me like ten grand, I would fucking take that shit. Yeah, I mean, if I think I would be if there's one thing though, if like your name was on it, it's like Roaming Law sponsored by LL Bean. I'd be like, that's no, fucking badass. I wouldn't do that. Really? No, I would do. I would just shoot the campaign and be done with it. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be in it. Like I would just, I would, I would do exactly what I'm saying. I'm going to hire out all the work or all the people, the talent and get rent the truck if needed and just put together a shoot and get it done. And, and then that's like commercial job, I guess. But that's like, that's like me as a business person versus like me as like a, 
outsider like looking in like being like oh that's kind of lame i think that's when the industry like industries and that's why we're going to start seeing is bigger corporations wanting to be a part of it throwing money and what happens though yeah it fucking dies because it's like it's not it becomes unraw like it loses that lack of lust it happens with every industry but i'm just saying like that's i i'm hoping it's like you're trying to hold on to that as long as you can yeah which is kind of fucked i mean that's just how it goes yeah no it's already happening i know it's already happening Damn, we just went from like our industry was crushing it to like, <laughs> but it's crushing it. Crash it it's, it's totally crushing it in the sense of like money. Yeah, monetarily. Monetarily, it's great. It's I was like, just on the uh, call with Wolf Enduro yesterday or yeah. two days ago, and he was like, "How did the Seal Beach kid me get yeah. involved in overlanding?" And I was like, "I used to work at the surf shop, so we'd go take the truck. We wouldn't build them up super hard. We'd put all terrains, sure. camper shell, sleep in them, go to cool places, travel." off-roaded when i was a kid yeah just because i was doing it it just and then the industry pops it worked yeah and you didn't even know you were a part of anything until it became a thing thing. (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying i know i don't know that's like the funny part yeah it's fine it's like it's just uh i guess you can't take everything too seriously is like really what it all boils down to is like if you want to go camping go camping in your car or like however you want to do it um i guess that you know you don't have to get caught up in the whole politics and and business aspect of it especially if you're just like a consumer i'm pretty i'm still stoked take advantage of all the like all the brands that are coming out and like putting out really cool shit see that's that's what i was just going to get at next is like when we go to these these events like let's just say expo right yeah and you see all these brands there's familiar brands there's new brands but they're all serving the market pretty well yeah but then if we just saw like i don't i don't know if i would be a stoke like if i just saw like a huge oh yeah like an conglomerate yeah ll bean just like trying to fit in and be like sorry ll bean because then it's all then another brand is taken away from like the brand that loves it is uh off off the grid surp or off the grid yeah off grid what is it called off grid off grid no off the grid surplus off the grid <laughs> and they make some sick shit yeah great clothes yeah better than prana right and then let's just say prana decides to throw all of its money involved in overland yeah it's like, okay well now and then they kind of like overtake it yeah yeah it's like that weird vibe dude but it but then it's like i think the i don't think prana would take away from off the grid's like client base because or it's customers because core. it's like they're like they already know what's up you know there's like a you know it's american made it's like legit and then prana's just gonna would come in and make chinese like shit you know what i mean yeah and make it the same price same price yeah but it's cheaper yeah i think like quality i think at uh, the biggest takeaway on this episode right now is there is a lot of opportunity in this market right now yeah i think where i think where it where a brand can really stand out is like is being a part of the community and of and, and serving it in the best way they can and like like i saw um a job listing go, yeah job listing for onyx if you go to their look up onyx off-road their careers yeah careers. i was just on their website the other day okay wait but before i forget there we have an episode from our landers podcast fault called find your niche and serve that community and i feel yeah. like we're kind of talking about yeah that. we should you should re- listen on that one um if you if okay you so we're on onyxmaps.com you guys should careers. check them out they're one of the uh 
the the main apps that we use when we're off-roading because it has freaking everything yeah. at your fingertips. So okay. they have uh, look up job current job openings. Right here. Holy Toledo. Yeah, they're hiring like crazy. But go down. Marketing. Let's go to off-road. So check this out. Check out this job. Stewardship specialist. So it's called stewardship specialist. Uh, in Missoula? Yeah. Montana. Um, Pioneer. Okay. Check Should out, I read it? Yeah, read. just read this one. Okay. The stewardship specialist. It's kind of a mouthful. We'll work with staff members of the trail guide marketing strategic business development GIS teams to tell the Onyx off-road data story. Provide the public and policymakers with information about the challenges of off-road recreation access. Collaborate with government agencies and nonprofit organizations working on access issues. Encourage grass. Okay, so essentially they're like leading the... I guess you could read the first part too, but <laughs> I was trying to cut it down, but it's it's a really interesting job. Yeah, essentially they're making like this role would be is Onyx doing its due diligence to serve the community as best as possible. Yeah. And keeping it raw, like rootsy. It's like that's awesome. It's a it's in, it's so sick that a that a, a company is literally dedicating a salary for this. Hell yeah, um, yeah. It's just I mean, it, it's pretty impressive. I, I don't know. I've I've never seen that before, so it's like that's why it stood out so yeah. much. I mean, um, I, I don't think it would be bad. Like, there's a lot of there's could be a lot of good of it because there's a yeah. lot of businesses really crushing it in other sections. And if they came into the this market, which is like the car camping culture overland, yeah. They, they have could, they have big dollars to spend on like they could to be make good. it better. Yeah. Or they can I just take the, advantage of it. It doesn't matter. You can I think there's a ways. lot of um what what consumers can do is put pressure on brands to to do better. Do more. Yeah. Totally. Do more. Just take a little bit of your profits, like, you know, even if you took like five percent of your profits and did something with it, yeah. it'd be sick. I mean, dude, uh, the reason our land was up and running is because I used money from easy just to fund some of the shit in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And I, and Gary threw in some money for you, investment. You pitched in your time or photo and, and, and then it like, and then it ended up paying back. Like we got our, you guys got your money back. I think and so. Then, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the initial investment got their money back. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got to look at the spreadsheet. Yeah. But either way it's like, and now we're able to, um, kind of pushed it even further and it's yeah. just a little bit at a time but that's our way of giving back though but that's how yeah it's like we're doing the best we can with what we have i mean it's not like we're making thousands of dollars and like you know five percent of whatever i mean it's, there's not even five percent there but <laughs> uh but eventually you know it goes it, right now it's all going back into our land versus yeah. like into pockets but um it's not that's the brand is like it's not what it technically is about I'm I'm excited though. I'm I'm excited. I can't say I'm nervous because I mean it is what it is. Industries come and they go. Yeah. You know, there's surf shops. The surf shop that I worked at was from 1959, and it's still around. One of the so oldest surf it. shops in Southern California. Yeah. And they stick to one thing, and it's they only stuck to surfing, and, and they're still doing business. Yeah. So. I mean, that's what I mean. I it's like for me, I have to adapt, but yeah. I wanted to do outdoors, so that's what I worked for. Yeah, you were doing outdoors, and then you kind of segued more into the the whole truck had, world. Yeah, and well, and then like before that was the clothing and coffee and fucking streetwear, so much other stuff. Kingston, King, your Instagram back then was Kingston underscore swag underscore. Yeah, yeah, right. I was just Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a, swag. He's just swag swag. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that the, to cap it all off, it's the industry is growing. And I guess, I guess I, you know, my initial thought was that we're in the height of it, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I'm curious to see how Overland Expo West goes. Yeah, me too. That's going to be a freaking eye opener. We have to be I'm, there. Oh, I'm, I'll be, I might be at everyone. Yeah. Even East. With your truck, you have the sponsors, but I'm saying easy needs to fucking show yeah. up. Yeah. You guys, I'm surprised you don't have a booth, to be honest. I don't even see anything. Is it even a thing right now? Oh, it's happening. Well, I'm not going to, f- I like, you're talking that have you gone to Utah and like done those, right? What are you talking about? Like you're saying some already happened? No, no, it's ha- like they're going to be happening. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I would look into it and buy a spot. Well, it's I don't even know. Yeah, I think those it's sold out. Like in two days. <laughs> I think you're a little late to the boat there. <laughs> yeah, we we'll cut that up. No, but kidding. no, the uh, you should do. You, regardless, you have, regardless, we'll be there in yeah, yeah. some capacity. Yeah, you guys will for sure be there. But I'm yeah. saying booth would be would have been sick. I'll probably. I mean, you know what's the most fucking guerrilla tactic ever? Is to have Slang all the them out of a backpack? No, because <laughs> it could be to sell. Yes, which is what people do, but. Any of our homies that were there with the uh, rig shown, fucking throw rig caddies on all their shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to sell t-shirts. I'm there to sell rig caddies. Yeah, dude. you better get V2s gone. V2s coming in my hand probably by the end of next week. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. I think that was a good episode. If you guys have questions, just hit us up with it. Yeah. Ourland.project uh, on Instagram. Yeah. At Roaming Lost, at Easy Supplies. We run all of those crazy ones. So And watch the video on YouTube. Roaming Lost YouTube. And then you can look up Ourlanders podcast. Uh, there's a whole uh, playlist. If you're on Apple, if you listen to this shit on Apple. Yeah. Do we had comp? We had we actually some, a ton of reviews. If you want to see some nice things that people have to say. Yeah. Check out apple podcast reviews super cool and add a nice thing keep keep that negative i don't shit know if those are bots or not because they were like too nice i was like damn what i was like i've never got a comment <laughs> like this <laughs> i was all blushing reading this <laughs> but yeah apple subscribe like tell your homies if you're like yo these guys are kind of kooky yeah. tell them let them let them make their own decision yeah they might be into it they might be all right <laughs> our land is podcast out <laughs>